As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey y'all, Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair Media Network. Clemson, Alabama, Florida, and Georgia are the only relevant teams in college football right now. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a an ashamed member of the Air Raid Tours of North America. And with me, as always, is AJ. Texas may not be back, but Oklahoma ain't either. Hashtag Cyclone Nation Marchese. The Big 12 is parody, baby. Today, we'll break down our 2021 NFL Draft superlatives from this past Saturday in college football. Let's hit it. Seven, 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 seven rounds in heaven with my baby, driving up to Cleveland, maybe looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Don't draft specialists on the second day. Maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. The wait is finally over. A triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football is in full effect. Well, kind of. With many teams strutting their stuff early. The NBA Finals are here and the MLB playoffs are in full swing. See you later, Blue Jays. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Bet BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and take full advantage of all their great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Just don't bet on the Titans. That's the, the ad read really said that. Really? Yep. That's crazy. How do they know? BetOnline knows most things. That's true. Because the NFL's all scripted. And they have the script. <laughs> That's how Vegas makes their money, baby. Um, before we jump into things, uh, only one little piece of breaking news, which is not breaking because it happened days ago. <laughs> uh, Stanford corner Paulson Adebo opted out uh, and declared for the 2021 NFL draft. What say you, AJ? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Can I be honest? I'm tired of it. <laughs> I'm just tired of talking opt outs. Like, okay, make your make a decision. Uh, I, I thought he needed the. You, you sorry, you're against them, eh? No, I'm not. I'm just saying to the hell you, you and want. Gary Danielson. Yeah, Gary. I don't know about that. Anyways, um, yeah, the, the, the season the season would have helped. Paulson the Debo. Um, he's talented. He needed another season. Good for him. Do whatever the hell you want. That's my take now. Great redshirt freshman year, sophomore slump last season. Went back. Definitely good call going back. Um, now I, I don't know. Like he he's very scheme specific that I could see him falling. Like to um, the fourth or later? Yeah, yeah, like to to early day three yeah. potentially. No, I feel the same. Especially like like I I I I think he was in the conversation as a top five corner, but I didn't have him there. Um, but definitely a top ten corner. 
it, it, it'll be interesting. The back half of my top 10 corners are all from the Pac-12. <laughs> it's a big year for them. And, and three of them have opted out. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Um, lots of corners in the Pac-12, though, because I think six of my top 10 are from there. Corners and offensive linemen, baby. And quarterbacks. That's what we do in quarterbacks who don't always work out. No. Not, Josh no. Rosen will. Well, he will. <laughs> on his third, fourth team? Fourth team. Third team. Thirteen. Yeah, but I mean, on the on the fourth it'll work out. That's what they say, right? Four times the charm. Oh, right, right, right. Once he learns the secrets from Brady and, and Bruce Arians, <laughs> and then ends up ends up in Washington next year. Yeah, with that loaded with, Washington with, team. Yeah, he'll be terrific. <laughs> Poor Dwayne Haskins. Apparently, today's his last chance. All right. Speaking of last chances, um, <laughs> this was a lot of freshmen's first chance at a lasting impression. Whoa. Holy shit, how'd you pull that out of your hat? I wrote that down. <laughs> Show scripted. Um, who, who's the best freshman you saw? I, I, I thought there was a lot of sophomores this week and, and less freshmen. I agree, yeah. Um, you know what? I'll go to Friday night. I, I'll, go, I'll go deep. I'll, I'll do a deep cut here. Oh, I know who you're going. Tyler Batty, the BYU mm-hmm. edge. He was good, He man. was unblockable. Yeah. Uh, had like three sacks. He's 6'5", 265. Yeah, he's, he's he's very like NFL body already. Yeah, very much so. Um, Louisiana Tech's offensive line stunk, and I was an idiot for picking them. But um, still, seeing a freshman that's built like that and uh, racking up those sack numbers and winning easy is, is impressive. I'll stick on the defensive line, and I'll go with uh, the top prospect uh, or the top recruit in the country, Brian Breeze, the Clemson defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. In the rotation for the Tigers against Virginia, I came up with a sack. Every time he's on the field, like, the fact that he's only 18, it blows me away because he looks like he's going to be a first-round pick in three years. It's always fun when him we, and My- we get those guys, yeah. Yeah, him him and Miles Murphy, they're, they're uh, edge. Uh, Both just NFL bodies. Do you, do you want to talk the rattle here? It's weird that we got a freshman that's worth talking about every week. Like, you know what I mean, just to mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I – okay, overall – I thought I thought he played really well. Obviously, the the interception at the end in the end zone was a bad decision, a bad throw. Yes, um, give Iowa State the win. But I, I think part of the issue was the expectations were too high. Definitely, people. Yeah, and, and like I'm guilty of this too. He's a redshirt freshman who, um, we immediately assumed was a Heisman candidate just because Lincoln Riley. Yeah. Uh, and when you look at Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and Jalen Hurts, they were all experienced quarterbacks by the time they were starting for Lincoln Riley. Mm-hmm. Like they all started at different schools as freshmen and had success. And, and then, well, Baker especially developed for years under Riley. Yeah. Um, Kyler had t- uh, a year, and then obviously Hurts just comes in. But Hurts was one of the I, I don't know most successful quarterbacks of the last century in college football. Um, and the other thing is Rattler has less around him than those guys had. Yeah, we talked about that last like, week, yeah. Right? Like, B- Baker had Hollywood and Lamb. Kyler had Hollywood and Lamb. Um, Hurts had Lamb. He just has Rambo. And, oh, and Baker had Mark Andrews, and Mark, like, things yeah. like, like, yeah. And, and then the other thing is the offensive line, I think, is the biggest difference. This Oklahoma offensive line isn't that good. No, it's, it's. Just Creed Humphrey right now, and he's even been like, "Yeah, 
Um, yeah, it, versus those other guys all had... Um, yeah, however many... Like, like, yeah, like, I think Baker's last offensive line in Oklahoma, everyone was drafted. I believe so, yes. <laughs> so it's like, you gotta, you gotta factor that in, and defensively, they are worse because, I mean, like, losing Kenneth Murray, first-round pick... Ronnie Perkins has been suspended. That that's two two of last year's like most impactful defensive players. Mm-hmm. And, and they they lose um a starting corner from last year, their best corner, Parnell Motley. Like the the team is just worse around him. Yeah. And and the the plus the circumstances of this season don't help. It it seems to me like Spencer Rattler's going to have an incredible freshman year because he is so far just not a Heisman candidate year. And then next year with hopefully some development around him, that's, I guess, when we can get our expectations back to being high. Um, like, Heisman high versus just, uh, like, he's still playing, like, an all-conference quarterback. Like, he outplayed Brock Purdy last night. Yeah, I, if it was any other player on any other uh, team, we would be like, holy fuck, what a performance. Like, it's just that it's Spencer Rattler and he's at Oklahoma that it's, it's um, all right, he's okay. Like, I, I, like, there are definitely, like, you know, he's a retro freshman, man. He's learning. Like, uh, I think one thing he definitely doesn't do well right now is is feel the pressure. And, like, he struggles with his own protections. It's like sometimes he just doesn't, you know, he just... He's, freshman thing. Yeah, he doesn't know who's blocking who, and he gets into trouble that way. And then, uh, yeah, on the pick, he totally didn't see uh, Young in the middle there, who's also a retro freshman. So, I, I got to throw his name down. It was a great play by him, so. um, But... Uh, Overall, like he's still making these jaw-dropping throws for a redshirt freshman quarterback, and like the touchdown run was sick. He's very exciting. He he's still, I think, probably one of the one of the ten most exciting quarterbacks in college football right yeah, now. And I mean, he carried that Oklahoma team last night, and uh, or whenever you listen, two nights ago. Uh, and yeah, they lost, and the pick was bad, but it was twenty-five of thirty-six for three hundred yards, two touchdowns, and the rushing touchdown. Like it was a great game. Hell yeah. Um. I will throw a Alabama freshman in Edge Will Anderson, who I thought was playing with his hair on fire against Texas A&M. Uh, nothing major on the stat sheet. Had a pressure in a TFL, but just uh, another guy who looks the part of a future NFL player. I think he's like 6'4", 230. He was a top 20 recruit. Um, he, he, he just looked really good. Yeah. Uh- to a lesser extent, but I'll stay in the state. Uh, kind of like Tank Bigsby, the the Auburn. I put him down. Yeah, I put him down. Like, they, the, the the thing is about that Auburn team is when Seth Williams isn't getting open, they don't they they don't seem to have much of an identity, and he started to give them a bit of one. Yeah, first of all, I love that name, Tank Bigsby. That's awesome. He's six foot, like two hundred plus. Uh, didn't do too much on the ground, but like catching the ball was impressive, and uh, I gotta like to like to see that from a freshman running back. He he was a top running back recruit too. I think he he, he maybe on the cusp of being a five star. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's already like again well built. Uh, you mentioned he's like six foot two 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 oh five. Yeah, and yeah, he they they haven't had a running game in a while, and he started like it wasn't super effective on the ground, but he looks like their most talented running back. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I'll throw one more out there because he's hard to miss. Lavelle Davis Jr., the Virginia receiver. Yeah. Now he he was better against Duke, but he they, they've got him in a big role, and he's six seven. <laughs> six seven, what like two oh five as well or something, right? Yeah, like he looks like a basketball player. He does. Um, 
And, and he's already they're one of their top two receivers. Virginia's kind of a, a funky team this year. They're, but they have been like last year was obviously their peak. But they they've been they're just I don't know. I always like watching Virginia. How do you how do you feel about the new uniforms? I like them. I was, I should have asked you last night. I meant to, but I like them. They're okay. I like the I like that. You know what? Numbers on helmets always gets me. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, no, it's it's always a good look. Look at the Washington football team. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, moving to best sophomore. Yeah, there got, was a lot of sophomores. Yeah, I got a lot more names here. Uh, you know what? I'm going to start with Brees Hall again because he put that team on his back and he carried them yep. and f- fucking won that game, obviously, against Oklahoma with that those two awesome runs to seal it. Had uh, like a buck 39, two touchdowns. Uh, Brees Hall's a stud. Like he, he keeps looking like he could be drafted you know, this year, and obviously he's not eligible, but uh, he, he he's – Go ahead, yeah. Uh, I was going to say, he's got a great feel. Great instincts. Yeah, yeah. and then, you know, you throw in with that, that David Montgomery-esque contact balance. Um, mm-hmm. He's a good back, man. Like, <laughs> I, I uh, like he's, do you think he's, I don't know, I want to say he's already better than Montgomery was, but he's he's almost there. I, I, I wouldn't say that. You wouldn't say he's almost there? No, sorry, I wouldn't say that he's better. Yeah, no, I I, I, I think D- D- Dave Montgomery's a lot more involved in the passing game for them. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. And, I mean, obviously he's still a uh, sophomore, but so. I think, I think Hall's got more juice. Um, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, that's been the, the downfall of Dave Montgomery's early NFL career. Hey, it's it's not, not athletic enough. It's Montgomery's show now in Chicago. Tariq Cohen's out, so. Finally, yes. Uh, I'll stick it running back in. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I'll stick at running back and go with South Carolina's yeah. Kevin Harris. Yeah, another guy who's what five ten two twenty five as a sophomore. Yeah, like, he he's he's, he's a bruiser for sure. Had had what a hundred yards, and he had the it looked pretty good catching ball too. Yeah, yeah, uh, I liked he was him. he was their best he was their best player against Florida. I, uh, I thought and agreed consistently breaking first contact and just chugging along with those legs. Kind of a little bit of a Nick Chubb vibe, not obviously to that extent, but just the way that he, he kept that leg drive going through contact. Um, he, he looks like a guy to watch in the future. Definitely. I liked him a lot. It's like South Carolina yeah. always has, like, a running back who's on the – like, they always have, like, a running back that's, like, in consideration for getting drafted. And But Kevin Harris looks I, like I sh- good. Yeah. I should have said my comp's actually Mike Davis. <laughs> yeah, all as all South Carolina running backs are. Yes. Uh, uh, I was thinking the SEC at back. Like Aeneas Smith had like a a weird yeah. performance, but like <laughs> looked really good uh, catching the ball. Like he toasted Dylan Moses on that corner rail. Like that at first when I like I just you know watching three games at once. I thought that was a wide receiver out there. I'm like, why is Moses on a wide receiver? Well, well, eleven touches, 153 yards, two scores. He's like their satellite back yeah. slot type. Change of pace guy compliments Isaiah Spiller um, in the backfield, but also is with, with their like new faces of pass catchers. Yeah. He's their most dynamic player in general. So I think, like in in the NFL, I think he's probably ends up being a slot receiver. It's interesting. He's like he's he's about what is he six foot one ninety? I forgot to write his um, height weight down, but kind of a, like a, uh, he's built like a you know like like a hybrid is. And, and he's wearing that number zero. He's 5'10", 190. 5'10". Um, okay. But, yeah, no, he, he was their most explosive pla- pass catcher. I'm excited to see him against Florida, whose defense is not nearly as good as Alabama's. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He could, he could put up a huge game. 
Um, I'll stick at SEC with pass catchers mm-hmm. and go John Mechie, the next Alabama stud. Uh, true sophomore, five catches, 181, two scores against A&M. From Canada. From Brampton, so, baby. Double shout-out. Yeah. yeah, AJ's home. home. Um, they, they, they lose Ruggs and Judy to the first round of the NFL, but everyone knows they've got Waddle and Smith coming back, two more potential first-round picks. And then this kid comes out of nowhere, and he's just flying by the Aggies' defense. He's listed at like six foot one ninety five, but like he's already so well built. Like he, he he looks like he's he's close to the NFL body already. Um, yeah, man, he he, he toasted the the A and M secondary. He he looks like a, a dude. But like it's not surprising. Every single year, A&M, um, Alabama has a underclassman wide receiver that's like okay, he'll be a top twenty pick in two years or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um. You know, I gotta show up Matt Corral again, Rob, because he. He's he just keeps looking good and I think he's gonna be like a guy we're talking about uh next year, man. Like so what, twenty four, twenty nine, three twenty, four touchdowns, uh ran a, a pretty well too, and then won the game in O T. Easy one to uh to Elijah Moore. But I, I thought Matt Corral is, is put together an amazing first uh couple weeks here to start the season. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see him going forward under Lane Kiffin. That team obviously upset Kentucky um in overtime. And just hoping that they can consistently – like, they looked pretty good against Florida. Obviously, Florida pulled away in the end, but they put up points. And, and just to see a, a, a competent enough Ole Miss team to hang in games at least for a half, that's pretty fun, I think. Big, big test for Corral and the whole squad this week is they play Bama, so. Yeah. Um, I'll stick at quarterback in the ACC. NC State's Devin Leary, who didn't win the QB job out of camp but started against Pitt – of the vaunted pit defense and looked fantastic. Four touchdowns, three thirty-six through the air. Um, just really surprisingly poised, attacking the seam, uh, exposing the pit secondary. <laughs> pass rush is the I, I don't know. Pitt's Pitt's got the best pass rush in the country, and it, it, he, the, their O line played really well. But like he did not seem phased, and I know he's a former, um, like I'm pretty sure lead eleven quarterback. So mm. good to see that from him. Uh, my last one I'll throw down here is just a quick shout out combo because I got a shout out my Eagles uh, almost almost beating the Tar Heels. But Phil Dracovic, uh I love Phil Dracovic, man. He's he's fucking first of all he's like six five probably two thirty five ish. There there was that one play where that was called back where he made that insane move and a dart to Hunter Long that would have uh, tied the game. But he, he's awesome. Threw over three hundred yards again. He's kind of it, it's weird to see BC like, on the shoulders of a quarterback. Like, you know, we're just so used to them kind of just slugging it out and not having, like, a real force on offense. I don't know. I, I Also, Zay Flowers, receiver, I, I like him a lot, too. Another guy to watch. He's he's nifty, man. He can make some nasty moves after the catch. Uh, he can fly. I like him. Okay, I'll finish this with a trio of Bulldogs. <laughs> um, Georgia receivers, George Pickens and Kyrus Jackson. Mm-hmm. Jackson went for 147. George Pickens beat Roger McCreary on a one-on-one for a sick touchdown. Those two are a lot of fun. If Georgia can find some consistency in their, their passing attack, those dudes are dudes who will play in the NFL. Yep. Um, and then other side of the ball, Aziz Ojulari. Uh, I don't know how to say it. I don't Aziz Ojulari. There it is. Um, their, their pass rusher was unblockable against Auburn. Three TFLs a sack. He won with power. He won with speed. He got flexibility to run the arc. I thought he was fantastic. The Georgia defense is is 
probably top three in the country. Yeah. And he was, uh, I thought, the, the best player on that defense. It's... I I think I underrated underestimated the Georgia defense coming to the year like an idiot to be honest. Uh, well, I, I think part of it is it doesn't have the same clout, like prospect clout that Alabama has, but it play it plays so like sound. It's yeah. just so sound, and also their secondary is loaded. Yeah, and, that's like, what I... Tyson, more on Tyson Campbell in a bit, but Indeed. Uh, yeah. Jump jump into weekday warrior. Uh, we 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 got to see our BYU. Just dominate Louisiana Tech. This is another like okay. The, clearly, Zach Wilson's the weekday warrior. But yes, I I underappreciated him uh, in the summer. Andre Ward saying this is Aaron Rodgers two I mean, fuck, he, he looked like it, Rob. He looked like it. Fucking two incompletions, three hundred uh, three hundred yards passing, two touchdowns, and three more touchdowns rushing. Like he he looked he looked awesome. I know it was Louisiana Tech, but like. He looked like so much fun just getting those off script, like scrambling around, making these uh look off looking like Steve first. Young. <laughs> yeah, he did. Look, look, looking like Jim McMahon. Everything though, all with these the headband. All these comps you got to blend it with Taysom Hill though. It's Steve McMahon blended with Taysom Hill. So. Yeah, but no, he yeah. he looked. Yeah, I, he, I remember in the summer you're like, I think he was your top uh top group group of five north quarterback, and you're like, I'm gonna bet on him because he's got the most upside. And I think I had him, I don't know, second or third. I'm like, eh, I don't, I don't know if I'm feeling it the same way you do. And uh, you're right. He looks good. Yeah, that, that, I can't wait till they play Boise State. They might go undefeated. BYU's also, they need a shout-out. Um, their trench play on both sides yes. of the ball. Yeah, I think they got a shout-out every every week. Um, yeah. The, the the BYU O-line is, I underestimate. And, and they're missing uh, Mpe and uh, I think Hogue was out too, right? Yeah. So that's, they're just. They're still mauling, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I wish they got to play their real schedule because they had a tough real schedule. Yeah, this is a bit of a cakewalk, but at least they get Boise what November seventh or so. Like Zach, Zach Wilson's playing it uh, well enough that he I think will end up being viewed as a potential top ten quarterback in this class. But yeah, if he goes back, like I I think he'd be considered one of the top seniors in the country if he keeps playing at this type uh, of clip. agreed. Yeah. Um, best prospect you saw. Uh, I threw a couple names down, and it's kind of like the usual uh, suspects here, Rob. Um, but for the sake of being very slightly different, I'll say Jalen Waddle first. Because man, he's just absolutely cooking out there, and I'm just—I I don't know. It makes me happy for some reason. It's just like, you know, there was—it wasn't like people were doubting him in the summer, but there was like there's slight doubts, right? And now he's the. Uh no, there wasn't. Uh, you're just straw man argument okay. right now, Rob. You said he's uh, undraftable. <laughs> Uh, no, there like I, I again. It's not like doubts. It's just like uh, like you know, like the the contested catch stuff and whatever. And it's like not sure if he's on Rugs' level or whatever. But I think he definitely is. And like that that one route where he's just the in and go and he just cooked. I know we always knew he was fast, but he, he's making like the big time uh, top. He catch. doesn't lose. Go ahead. Yeah. He doesn't lose speed through his routes. He's so explosive. Yeah. Um. No, I I put him here for the second straight week. Yeah, he I, I don't he's uncoverable. Very much so. Yeah, he's fantastic. And Devonta Smith deserves a little shout out too, just because he is a very perfect compliment to him, and also had a wonderful touchdown grab. Your comp is Diggs, right? For Smith, yeah, yeah. The the more I watch of Smith, the, the more I, I I like that comp. I wouldn't be surprised if Smith ends up sliding maybe into the early second round. 
just because he's not going to, like, because uh, obviously there's no. Jamar Chase, there's Jalen Waddle. Like, I, I, I wonder if Smith or Bateman, just because they're not going to run the sub 4-4 four, four slide or something, just because it's it, it's a loaded receiver class, yeah. as always. Yeah, like, it might, uh, I also, it might not be, like, a, a slide, but, yeah, I, I think Waddle's going to jump those guys. If he hasn't already, yeah, I think I think I think Waddle is pushing for a chance to be taken before Jamar Chase. You know what happens, right? It's like like what happened with Henry Ruggs. If it comes down to his, if he runs a four three, he's you know he's got a real shot to go first. Yeah, for sure, uh, especially the way he's playing right now because he's dominating through two games. Uh, uh, more. I, I like he's he's playing more dominant football than Henry Ruggs was. Yeah, no, and, the, and part of that was there was just so many mouths to feed at Alabama, yeah. and Tua was really good at distributing the ball. But like, if Jalen Waddle goes and wins the Blitnikoff, which I'm, if if the season ended today after two games, he would. Uh, don't don't jinx um, it, okay? <laughs> but uh, hey, Kyle Pitts could also win it. Hey, who knows what position he plays? <laughs> um, and he he's my other best yeah. prospect. Four four for fifty seven, but two more scores. Uh, both in the first half against South Carolina, he's just—he's the biggest mismatch in college football. He is uh, fantastic. Like, uh, like I, I don't even know how high he goes right now. To be honest, I think he just keeps helping himself, man. Hey, T.J. Hawkinson went top ten. <laughs> like, like I don't know. I always feel like it takes like a bit of a, a wonky class or a weird team to to take a tight end that high. Tight end, yeah. No, I. I w- I have a hard time justifying taking a tight end in the top ten. Um, I, but like, if Pitts were to go like fifteenth overall right now, would you be shocked? Like, I know it's not happening right now. But. No, no, I, I would, I would probably take him there. He's not. I was gonna say he's not like a regular tight end. He's a uh, number one wide receiver tight end, right? Like, if you knew George Kittle or Travis Kelsey was gonna be what they are, yeah, like you would take that top ten, obviously, because they're they're wide receiver ones, just called tight ends. Yeah, and that, like. And you see that man, like he, he's making all these terrific body control. Um, the 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 fucking um catch radius is insane with him, and like it looks so easy for him. If you, I mean, part of it, part of why Kyle Trask is putting up big numbers, you just have to put the ball in the general vicinity of Kyle Pitts, and he will make a play on it. Like I, Trask was fine against South Carolina. I didn't think it was anything special. I, but his numbers are crazy. Hundred percent agree. Like I, I I didn't put Trask anywhere here, but um, me neither. No, I, I like I kind of felt the same way last week. It was a lot of easy throws. Like I'm not knocking Trask for it, but it's a lot of easy throws and uh, Pitts making him look awesome. And Tony, and, and Tony Kadari- after the catch. Yeah, exactly. Kadarius Tony just blowing the game wide open. Who? Yeah. I, um, I, while we're here, fuck it. I threw him up, shooting up the board again because uh, yeah, that fucking touchdown was amazing. He just cooked the guy off the line and then uh, broke a million. To, like the whole the whole Gamecock squad was there and he, he uh broke all their tackles like he, he looks fantastic so yeah it's just really easy for contrast right now and, and with, with tony i think the biggest thing is we knew when mm-hmm. the ball was in his hands he could make these belligerent yak plays happen but it's seeing the improvements as a route runner and it, it's funny because i had high hopes after his sophomore year yeah so for last year and then he just he never really got anything going for them he was banged up and then mm-hmm. this year it feels like He's their number one wide receiver with Pitts being a tight end. Yes. And just he is a huge piece of their game plan. Just get the ball into his hands in space. And he's working himself open so it doesn't have to be in just bubble screens and jet sweeps. It's He's running legitimate routes and just yep. cooking defensive backs. Yep. Uh, I'll throw Travis Etienne here uh, for best yep. prospect. I like like he, he just – like that one, I, I mean both 
uh, both of his scores were awesome. But like the one on the ground where he just uh, broke first contact, kept his balance, and then got hit immediately, but did, did it again. He, he looks amazing. Um, and then like what, over think, 100 yards receiving too. It's just, yeah, 114. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is he he was a big part of their passing game. Yes, and, and he he stepped up and he looked comfortable catching the football and. With his skill set, if he can consistently be a, an impact pass catcher, like he is Alvin Kamara, the mm-hmm. contact balance is the like that's what makes Alvin Kamara such an elite player is his contact balance. Just get the ball to him in space, and he can make something happen. And that's what you're seeing with Travis Etienne. He ends up with 73 on the ground, 114 through the air. He's the best. I mean, it, to, to like it just him and Trevor Lawrence look like. They're playing high school teams. Yeah, for, for real. They're they like Lawrence was great again. Um, yeah, I don't. Know. Did you put Lawrence here too? Uh, I didn't just because I feel like he could be, always be here. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm waiting for the like. We're I'm sure we're gonna be talking about him a ton next week after they play Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So more on him, but yeah, he he did look great, and he 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 threw a couple times, one in the back of the end zone to Marty Rogers, who was looking healthy too, and had a yak score. Um, no, Clemson's Clemson. Uh, my number one shooting up the board is Tyson Campbell. Me too, Robert. The George, yeah, the Georgia corner who looked good last week against Arkansas. Yep, and had a lot of hype entering the season. I think he was the former twelfth overall recruit and five star, and uh, he is now become Georgia's number one corner. Um, Which is it, saying just, something because it's not like Stokes is a fucking scrub either. So Yeah, and like DJ Daniels going to be on an NFL roster next year too. <laughs> and and it, I think just his size, his his length, and his fluid movement skills with that length yeah. blew me away. And just the fact that he could match up with Seth Williams, Probably the most physical wide receiver in the country. He's been a nightmare and, for the first yeah three couple games yeah. And, and just he dominated Seth Williams. Like yeah. Seth Williams finished with three for thirty four. Um, anytime Tyson Campbell had a one on one with him, he won. Um, and, and to the point where Seth Williams came into the game late and like we didn't really hear why. And uh, yeah, I just thought Tyson Campbell absolutely dominated th- that game. Was the best the best player on Georgia. Um, and looks like a first round corner. I definitely like, agree. Yeah, like uh, corner three right now, and a first round pick. Uh, that's just off the like, top of my head. He, he, just watching him, he looks like he has the highest ceiling in this I, class. I corner. yeah, exactly. I was about to say like I, I know Sertan and uh, Sertan's a freak too. Yeah. And, uh, I, and Farley's also a freak actually. But yeah, like. I would say it's it's those three, um, like um, Sean Wade, and it's kind of open for the fifth. Yeah. Maybe Sante Samuel. Like, Sertan's gonna be tough to jump, but like I wouldn't be absolutely shocked if Campbell's the first corner if, if he if he comes up. Yeah, he's just got that upside with that the yeah. I mean Sertan's got it too, but yeah, Tyson yeah. Campbell just man press man just dominating the most physical receiver in the country. Pretty fucking impressive. Yeah, he was he was my top guy too. Uh, I got a lot of names, but I think he was definitely the headliner. So I'll just I'll, mm-hmm. I'll start throwing some names here, Rob. I got I got a good okay. chunk of guys. See see what sticks. Yeah, you know what? I'll, uh, I'll stick on. I got a lot of offensive guys, so I'll stick on the D here. Uh, Chad Surratt had another fantastic game against the Eagles of Boston College. Eight tackles, had a sack. Dude just flying all over the field. Yeah. Uh, 
it's going to be interesting to see how high he can climb. Um, like it's Parsons and Moses, and I, is your is your LB3 right now? Do, do you have Bolton? That's off the top of your head. No, Bolton's three. Bolton's three. I think he's four. four. Yeah. I, I, I'll check. I'll check while you talk. Okay. I, I, I You know me. I, I had Serrato. He's five. Me. He's five. I got Jock four. Right, right, right. Wouldn't be it wouldn't shock me if Surratt is in the back end of the first. I, I do think he's more of a second round guy, but he he's helping himself big time. Well, I think that the thing is with him, Jock, and Bolton, all three of them, like to me, are plug and play NFL starting linebackers. All it's in, in, but Jock is more a specific mm-hmm. use piece. Obviously, more like an Isaiah Simmons type piece. Bolton has more physical shortcomings just because he he lacks length. Yeah, right. Like he looks like a Demario Davis near Kendricks but, type Mike. Bolton's gonna be for like those, those old school defenses that want a a presence. You know what I mean? And then with Chaz Surratt, he's six three two thirty, the most athletic guy on the field most days, and looks like Fred Warner. So yeah. I, I think like he's clearly the easiest. Yeah. Um. Like view to the NFL, I don't know if that sentence even makes sense. No, I know you're trying to. He, he's <laughs> for, like, easy, easiest projection. Yeah, exactly. Probably fit for for like just the most teams, and just be all right. We see all the trades here, and it's just like let's take them and not think about it. Yeah, yeah, but also the NFL is dumb. So like maybe he slides to the third round, then becomes <laughs> Fred Warner, the best linebacker in the NFL. Um, I will go to a guy who last week was sliding down my board. This week he's sliding back up. Wow. Uh, Joseph Joseph Asai yep. um, was dominant for Texas against TCU. Texas lost, but TCU could not block this man. Finished with 11 tackles, 3.5 TFLs, and a sack. Um, he had multiple pressures where he just didn't get home. The, the athletic traits are so obvious with him. He is so twitched up, and... He, he's kind of in this hybrid uh, off-ball linebacker mm-hmm. pass rusher role. Um, so you, he's going to be a specific fit for, I think, a lot of teams. But he's also, like, he's going to go to the combine and dominate it. I also, like, I, I project him more as a pass rusher just because I don't think he necessarily has those those instincts or cover skills yeah. that you look for in an off-ball linebacker. Yeah. But he's a really good run defender. He's really physical setting the edge. He's got really strong hands. And you saw last week he struggled with a pass rush plan. He had a pass rush plan against TCU. You saw him break it. Like, his club is really good. He, he's got the flexibility to dip and rip. Um, seeing him break those things out, you just see all this potential with him. Uh, in a pretty open pass rusher class where, like, he looks like a top 100 potential pick. Um, and, and even higher than that uh, as, as he continues to develop. He's going to be an interesting uh, evaluation. Yeah, no, he's he's gonna be fun though. Yeah, for, fun for it's sure. It's just fun. yeah, it's just like being that bit of a tweener. And I I agree. Uh, in the summer, I thought he was more of just put him at the edge. But uh, yeah, definitely interesting. Yeah, I, as an off ball linebacker, I just think of Malik Jefferson, <laughs> and not in a good way. Not in a good way. Yeah. Uh, I had the Florida guys we already talked about here down. Uh, Ventral Miller was great again too. Keep keep an eye out for him. Uh, I'll go to the SMU. Dubo, which unfortunately yeah. Reggie Roberson, uh, I didn't see the official injury yet, but uh, there isn't. I checked. There isn't any word yet. Yeah, I don't want to speculate. It was uh, a knee injury, but yeah, non-contact. Um, look, yeah, looked really bad. Um, but he 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 was amazing before he went down. Had like two forty three, two touchdowns. Just uh, 
That one Juke movie put on was insane. Flashing that speed down the sideline. It was against Memphis, so it's not like it was a it was a nothing program. He looked amazing. And Shane Bouchard looked good getting into the ball, man. Almost 500 yards passing, three touchdowns. Uh, like, yeah, Trask has been good, but, like, Purdy's been shit. Ellinger, not good either. Like, uh, like Bouchelle's, I know he a slower start to the year, but he's kind of ramping it up now. Uh, he's doing, he's mm-hmm. doing well for himself to kind of jump into that middle he's, round quarterback he, conversation. He's get uh, to me. He's gonna end up. I assume he's gonna end up at the Senior Bowl, and yeah. he's kind of got that thing where people are like, oh, could he be the Gardner Minshew of this class? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Right, he's just like a very fun. Um, quarterback to watch who lacks physical traits but accurate good decision maker can make plays out of structure I like watching Shane Bichelle a lot which I, I mean if you asked me if I liked watching him when he was at Texas three years ago I would have said no but uh turns out I like him do you remember how much I liked him after his first start there at Texas yeah well he was he was fun as like just yeah. thrown into a horrible Texas team as a true freshman and then he yeah it kind of fell apart but yeah like he said the team was shit um, I'm going to go to one of your guys because oh, you're the no. biggest Boston College fan uh, <laughs> outside of Massachusetts area. Uh, Hunter Long. That was you, my next You guy. told me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you'd you been talking about him. And then I, I watched that Boston College UNC game and he goes for nine, nine for 96. Also had that touchdown that didn't stand. Um, yeah. He is the 6'5", like 250, looks the part of a perfect inline tight end. Yeah. Consistently like making plays in the passing game. Um, he he also had a big year last year as a true sophomore, which I don't know that a lot of people talked about because Boston College was just that bad yep. and not fun to watch. I remember um, his name he, a bit he, in the summer, but like, like I'm like, all right, how good can he be? Because Boston College is just not good. Yeah, yeah. Steve Adazio, bad coach. Um, in 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 uh, blocks well in line. He mm-hmm. uh, he looks like an NFL tight end. I honestly, ugh, this might just be my uh. My blatant eagle fandom, but like he's he's getting into that uh, that next group after the top three tight ends for me. Um, he's kind of like the go to guy in that offense, man. I think he had like 16, 17 targets. He's a goddamn horse, like Jerk uh, Jerkovic, like just keeps looking for him. I, I, he's so much fun. I like him a lot. And while we're here, uh, enter my tight end corner quickly because I got a couple tight ends here. Finally, uh, tight end corner. Tight end yes. corner. Welcome. <laughs> I thought again, Ole Miss's Kenny Yeboah was only three catches, but uh, eighty-three yards and a touchdown. He looks like a middle-ish round. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if he comes out, but uh, kind of like that, that the Y guy, like six four two forty. I think he's interesting to keep an eye on, and I'll, I'll throw on the uh, throw in the Iowa State tight ends who both look good. Charlie Kohler especially four catches for sixty-six. Chase Allen looked good too. Uh, they're kind of <laughs> everything for old Brock Purdy there. I think all, all four of those tight ends uh, help themselves a lot. I, this tight end class looks like it's going to be uh, – I mean, look. I mean, I, obviously we know the top three guys are awesome, and that's it's obviously special. But even the depth of this class is starting to show itself, and it, it looks really good. Yeah. I, I I mean, having last year's tight end class just <laughs> just got awful, and then coming into this one, it, it's a lot of fun. Oh, definitely. I like yeah. good tight ends. Me too. Uh, do, do you have anybody else before we jump to sliding down? Quick, quick throw-ins. Uh, your boy Michael Carter looked awesome against Boston College. Yeah, sticking that. He's here. Ronald Jones. He's probably, yeah, I don't know if that's good or bad, but he's Ronald Jones. You've been on him for so long. I think people are sleeping on him. Um, 
It looks good. Thank uh, you. Running hard too, and uh, some some. Yeah, he's got he's got. Pads. Yeah. I love the contact balance for like not the biggest back in the world. Yeah. Uh, one more quick hitter, Darius Stills, because we haven't talked about him yet this year. Kind of his coming out party game: two and a half sacks, three and a half TFLs. Uh, better than Dante in this one. I, <laughs> I again, what's I I don't like watching that West Virginia team. I don't know why I've watched them two weeks in a row and I find their games really boring, even though it goes over time. But uh, he was good. You love Neil Brown though. I do. I, I thought he was more fun than this, but yeah. Um. Okay, sliding down, my number one is going to be pretty obvious. Uh, Trey Lance, the North Dakota State quarterback who got his one-game showcase. Now, do I think he's, like, actually sliding on the board? <laughs> no. But maybe to the point where, I mean, uh, Daniel Jeremiah made it sound like he, he could potentially be his quarterback one. And I, I don't think that's going to be the case going forward. Because he's calling him, um, calling him Andrew Locke, so. Yeah. He, he, so he really struggled as a passer in the first half. He missed three would-be huge touchdown passes, two overthrows, one underthrow. Um, he threw his first career interception. Uh, he, he was, like, just a lot of bad decisions where he was, like, leading receivers into contact, missing throws high and, and outside. Uh, but carrying the team on his back and on the on the ground as a runner, like he had one of the most incredible touchdown runs you'll see from a quarterback. Yeah. Threw threw in another touchdown. Uh, he also his best throw of the day was dropped, which was a dime, a fifty yard dime down the sideline that would have been a touchdown. So I I think overall. Um, like his passing stats don't look very good. His running stats obviously do. Uh, his passing stats, he played so much better in the second half, specifically in the fourth quarter. And if that dime was was caught, like he would have had three touchdown passes and been around 200 passing yards. Uh, but I just think there there's going to be, just because he's only played, that was only, I think, his 16th collegiate game. He's yeah. played so few games compared to Trevor Lawrence. Um and then uh, Justin Fields obviously has uh, a handful more games to, to prove himself. And so, and like, this is just, if Lance declares, which I assume he will, this is just going to be kind of the lasting thing. And it was against Central Arkansas, who for an FCS defense is very good, but obviously compared to other, like what Lawrence and Fields are playing against. Yeah. I just think maybe this type of performance, I, I, like, I still think he's top 10 pick, but maybe like I thought he could potentially go ahead of fields. And now I'm thinking that won't happen. Probably. Did you, uh, Daniel Jeremiah wrote an article. Did you, did you read it? No. Yeah. He, he, he put a lot of words out just, just based on this game. Um, and like, yeah, like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Go read it on NFL.com. Weird plug that they don't pay me. Stop, for stop plugging them. You love <laughs> them so much. He, he was right though. Like he was saying about like, okay. The Andrew Luck stuff is a little, little lofty and uh, kind of not making excuses for Lance, but like he was saying, like he came out too juiced, which is I'm sure is right because it's their only yes. game. It's it's the biggest game. He, it, so, like, it, it, it looked like I, like this is a weird thing to say, but it looked like he was trying too hard, or yeah. especially in the first half, he was just he was going like he was attacking so aggressively and not just taking what he should take at times, and then also like just overthrowing. Hey, train overthrowing. Uh, balls like he had one i think it was sproles on one where the db fell down there was no db within 20 yards of sproles and he overthrew him by like 10 yards it's the tray train um yeah yes, no, that's, thank what, you. that's what kind of 
DJ kept saying. It's just, it was, um, it was, he was pressing too hard. And, uh, it makes sense given that it's, <laughs> there was what, like 30, no, uh, 23 teams in attendance or something like that. And it's his only game. And it's just such a weird situation for a prospect. Um, like it, it, it's a really unique like I that's never really been a thing before what he had to go through and it's not like it was like a yeah unsurmountable mountain but it's a weird headspace to be in so um like you said it's not like he's actually sliding down the board but uh not the game he wanted um yeah it, again it, it was a it's a weird weird space though um I don't know. I don't have any big major guys. You know, I'm bad for sliding down the board. Um, they 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 creep down for me slowly, Rob. Um, I'll start with Sam Allen. Well, it's what? not like we're actually physically moving them <laughs> down the board. I know, I know. It takes me it takes me a couple of weeks to settle in in my mind, though. I'll, I'll throw Sam Allinger in. I got actually. You know what? Uh, yeah, I'll throw Allinger first. I don't know, man. He just. I don't, He's not. He doesn't do you just, it. You don't see it there, right? You yeah. just don't see it. Like he put up back-to-back games of, or all three of his games this season. He's put up huge numbers, but when you like actually watch him, you just, I, I don't see it there. He's a and fun. His throwing motion is so wonky. Yeah, it is. He's Tim Tebow, but like a little better. <laughs> yeah, he's a better, a better Tim Tebow. Yeah, like he'll last in the NFL as a backup, I think. Yeah, I, I do too, and I think like he'll endear himself to teams, and like he's a good leader, and he's he's that type of he's Tim Tebow. Um, yeah, and like another one I'll throw in because it's it's a more of a full season thing than this week. Uh, Tamarion Terry, like he's fine against Jacksonville State, but like he hasn't been great at all. And the Florida State team's a fucking mess. Mike Ravel, whoever thought he'd be a good coach, um, but. I don't know. He's just not doing it, man. And all these other great receivers uh, have been putting up awesome numbers, and that's without the Pac-12 and the Big Ten even playing yet. So uh, I had my doubts with him in the summer because he can't catch the football, and uh, he's still struggling with that. So I don't know, just uh, not helping himself at all this year. Um, I'll have one more name in a sec, but go, you, you throw me with a couple. Okay. Um, I thought Marco Wilson didn't look very good against South Carolina. He's a, he's a guy who I don't think either of us liked in the summer, but he had some first-round talk. Um, I thought against South Carolina, he really struggled against Shai Smith. Uh, just the Shai Smith's quick, quick or I guess short area quickness and suddenness mm-hmm. was really giving Wilson some hell. Um, he just didn't look overly athletic or explosive trying to – like his click and close didn't look very good. And, like, he's a bigger corner, and I, I just don't see it with him. Um I also thought J.C. Horn really struggled for South Carolina. Now, in his defense, he was covering Kyle Pitts yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. And that's, like, going to be, like, even though Horn's got great size, he Kyle Pitts is 6'6". Six, six. So, that's just, like, kind of just a poor matchup situation for anybody. Um, also, how about uh, Charles Snowden? I didn't think looked very good against Clemson. Mm-hmm. He uh, just very non-impactful. Not doing much, and the problem with him is he's a tweener, and I think some like I think ultimately he's probably a Sam linebacker, um, who who can maybe be a, like you're hoping can be like a Kyle Van Noy type, yeah, um, yeah, where he's he can pass rush sometimes, but he can play off ball as well. But yeah, he wasn't really doing anything as a pass rusher, just getting stonewalled and not really making much of an impact against the run either. Uh, yeah, no, uh, he definitely hasn't popped yet, but it's, it's so early. Um, maybe this one's not fair, but I put Charleston Rambo here who like, 
I don't know. Like Oklahoma's obviously lost two games already. I just I feel like he hasn't done enough. Maybe it's just like it's not not much like he's sliding down. It's just like I've been waiting for him to pop and he hasn't. You know what I mean? Just kind of a disappointing season. Like yeah, yet, if yet, you've got high expectations for a guy, which I think a lot of us did with Rambo and that Oklahoma team in general, yeah, and then it just hasn't really happened. Like he hasn't taken that step you expected. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, he had the one, like you know, the, the one where at the end of the game where they moved the sticks, and then uh, I think it was the the Rattler interception drive. But um, where you know he did get held on that play, by the way, go go Sooners. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I, it was like it was like. Honestly, I was so I, th- I felt like okay, this is the chain mover. They got another, you know, uh, okay, they're gonna go down and win the game. Rambo's about to emerge, and then it, it just didn't happen. So it was like he was so close to being maybe up the board, and now it's like down the board. It's it's kind of a funny pivot game for him. Um, and then it, Texas coming up th- this week in the in the most useless uh, Red River <laughs> showdown ever because it's not even the state fair. Nothing about that game makes sense, which I, kind of makes me love it more. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so we'll see what he does this week. <laughs> uh, I'll give you a couple more. KJ Costello. Yeah. Um, yeah. Same conference, or new conference, same Mike Leach, where no matter what, we're sticking with the air raid. When when uh, Arkansas plays it perfectly and we have an all-SEC backward, sticking with the air raid. Um, yeah, he threw three interceptions. Um, I mean, that's going to happen with this team. I think like they're going to win games. They shouldn't win and lose games. They shouldn't lose. Arkansas also just more competitive than I think a lot of people expected. Um, who they lose Barry to Odom. Arizona, basically Arkansas. What? I'm making a PAC 12 joke. Oh, I don't Why would you joke about the greatest? Conference? I'm sorry. I, I look, I learned my lesson on this, on the weekend, making a joke about a 9am kickoff, but yeah, uh, well, yeah, I gave it to you for that. <laughs> I'll never make another Pac-12 reference or joke. Thank again. you, yeah. thank you. Um, but Barry Odom, the Arkansas DC former Missouri head coach, did a great yeah. job. I don't know, Bo Pelini couldn't handle just dropping eight in the zone, uh, but Barry Odom could. So Arkansas won. Wait, can I and make one more Pac-12 through, joke? Three picks. Yeah. Is he the Jimmy Lake of the South? Okay, uh, that was a good joke. That was pretty sick. Oh, okay. I, I thought I stepped in it again. I was scared. No, 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 no. Hey, any <laughs> Apple Cup reference? I'm in. Um, so, yeah, Costello after rising last week, sliding this week. Yeah. Um, Seth Williams, who we already talked a little bit about, he just yeah. just got fucking destroyed by Tyson Campbell. See, and I, I think now the, the problem with Seth Williams is you see him against Kentucky. He's making all these insane contested catches, so physical. And then you see him against Georgia, and he's struggling to separate. And when you've got a, a corner with similar size to him, like he just couldn't make things happen. He also had, I think, two drops. Yeah, well um... – he had the one where that should have been a touchdown, where, where he just didn't finish yeah. through the ground. That that's a bad one. See, yeah. I was gonna, I didn't put him here. Uh, I'll mention him again in a sec. A little surprising, but uh, I, I kind of chalked it up to Tyson Campbell having a great game more than Williams. But yeah, I, I forgot about that drop. That, uh, that I kinda, think just the, the drop, the drops, and then his struggling to separate. Which I mean, that's when not you, surprising. Like just in in the context of draft Twitter, there are some people who love the the type of just physical through the cash point wins contested catch receivers and so other people look at it as can he separate and yeah. I think I mean sometimes you see it work and sometimes you don't and now I just think that's something that will be on people's minds I, I to be honest I'm so bad I feel like I go back and forth each year's like 
Like this past draft was like I don't want. I'm out of the on the big receivers, and then I feel like this year is like a couple of them are creeping me back in. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I was out on Antonio Gandy Golden. (laughs) Well, you know me. I was I was low on Pittman, and uh, I I I I love Pittman. I know. I I already think I was wrong, but we'll see. He's on IR now, so sad. I know. I know. Uh, Um. Okay, I'll throw two more. I fucking love hating on people. I know. The U the UNC receiver trio yeah. just yeah they've only played two games. There's a long time between that Syracuse and Boston College game. Both games the offense struggled, um, and BC almost almost came back Should and, have, yeah. and tied it. Uh, and, and just Diami Brown, Daz Newsom, and Bo Corrales just aren't making that big of an in- impact. They combined for seven catches for 101 yards in this game, and like Bo was um, maybe the most impactful too. So and, and like. It, yeah, it's just you expected this passing attack to be a lot. Again, we might have just got Over. too excited and overrated yeah. the combination of Mac Brown, Sam Howell looking so good for a true freshman, and then the way they've been recruiting. Like I think those things just made us think this is a top fifteen team. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's, it's not. AJ. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's a. It's gonna. They're they're gonna win games and they're gonna. I think they're gonna compete in mostly every game they're in. But maybe they're back back half of the top twenty five rather than the front half. Mm-hmm. That's that's that that hurts for you to say, right? Yeah, I love North Carolina. <laughs> um, I'll give you one more, and it's just something I've noticed through two games. Dylan Moses. Okay. Now, against Missouri, he made some big, big, big plays. Yeah. He also their big touchdown um, to the running back. That was his fault. Then, against Texas A&M, he got beat by Aeneas Smith. He got beat a couple other times in coverage. Um, he, I, I just, I, it's just something to think about. I just okay. thought I'd throw his name down. I don't think he's actually sliding down the board, but I just think it's something I noticed. All right. All right. I'm glad you... Uh, he also, he, he also um, could have, I thought he should have made a play on Spiller on a big run, and he didn't. Okay. I'm, right. just, I'm just, AJ... Undrafted. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Out of nowhere prospect. Uh, I got two names here. Uh, first, how about LeKendrick Van Sant, the other TCU safety who... They... Uh, yo, their whole, like, secondary is pretty fun. Yeah. He, he like, led... Outside of the two dudes, too. Yeah. I know. Uh, our Darius watching that uh, okay game. But, yeah. Uh, Van Sant led the team in tackles. Uh, had the interception. Uh, had that hit on the goal line where I'm not sure the wide receiver really got in, but they gave the touchdown to him. But I don't know uh, when I uh, this is this is the Seahawks fan in me. But when I see like, and I mean it's a football fan, but when I see safeties like really trying to lay the lumber at the goal line and making sure guys don't get it, it just gets my juices flowing. So when I see him doing that, and uh, I I don't know I I'm like I I roll with the safety there. It's like yeah, I shouldn't have counted, but. Yeah, he I, he he popped to me, and uh, sometimes I was looking over and I thought it was Washington making plays, and he. he but no, it's Vance. Yeah, I know, I did too. Yeah, six one one ninety five. So uh, he's got the length to him. I, I thought he was really interesting. Junior too, by the way. Um, I went with Emeka Amezi, uh, oh. the NC State wide receiver who was on the uh, receiving end of two of Leary's touchdowns, had over a hundred yards. And he is like he it, to the vibe I was getting was like he was like posting up as a power forward and just mm. just alphaing the the pit corners and uh, he I don't know he was he's pretty exciting. Uh, you know, okay, my next one isn't an out of nowhere; it's a blast from the past. 
Yes. Khalil Herbert at Vautech. Yes. Absolutely carried them. Put over 200 yards rushing, two touchdowns on 20 carries. Uh, it couldn't beat Opuka at Kansas, but I, I kind of liked him because we watched him for, what, two, three years already now. So kind of liked him. And it, I, honestly, I totally forgot he's at Vautech. And <laughs> then he kind of just carried them to, to beat Duke. And that Vautech team is weird. I'm pretty sure the off the line is good. I've heard some good things about some of those guys. I haven't, I haven't dug in there yet, but uh, <laughs> kind of, I don't know. I always have a soft spot for Vautech. Well, I, I'm glad Herbert's carrying them they've they've been dealing with some covid stuff yeah uh, yeah. and their starting quarterback hooker has been out and burmeister the organ uh transfer has been in and he's uh like he's what you'd expect out of a backup (laughs) like he's nothing too special and yeah herbert and they haven't had a like a consistent run game at vodtech in a while and all of a sudden boom herbert gets there yeah no for sure i interesting we love herberts yeah we do love herberts (laughs) coincidence that uh burmeister is their quarterback too Maybe not. Mm. Uh, okay, who made you look stupid? Uh, this is kind of low-hanging fruit here, but I, I'm sticking with Brock. Not sticking. I'm opposite. I'm dumping Brock Purdy because I, I remember going back to the summer. I was too high on him. Um, I had him in the like it, you know I wasn't these this top sixty like some people were, but I had him in the mid rounds, and I'm like, okay, maybe a developmental guy, uh, and you're not worried about him spot starting. Uh, but no, he, he looks like nothing more than a backup quarterback to me now. Uh, like, yeah, they beat Oklahoma. His yards per attempt or uh, completion at least were good, but uh, I don't know. I I I am not feeling it at all there anymore. Like, I don't think he like I don't think he's declaring. No, no, that's another good point. Like, he shouldn't. Um, <laughs> him, him and Matt Campbell are, are going to win the Big Twelve next year. Next year, this year, buddy. No, TCU, baby. Real clones. Uh, yeah, Max no, Duggan. <laughs> fuck. Was, I was wrong on Max Duggan, too. Fuck. Um, no. Pretty, pretty looks like. Uh, yeah, I think you're definitely right. Just just go back. You got, a, you got a great connection there with Matt Campbell. This year's not looking great. Go back. And I'll go with a quarterback who I was I am always high on because um, <laughs> he, he works for my hero, Mike Leach. Uh, Kidja Costello maybe looks stupid. We already <laughs> talked about him, but he made I mean, a lot of I people was, look stupid though. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, but like I was like I have him higher. Like I, I legitimately uh, he's my quarterback for entering the year. Yeah, and so last week I was feeling real smart. Now this week not so much. I, I think that might be the ride with uh, this Mississippi State team. Um, that's just the ride with Mike Leach in general. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Costello is currently my QB four. One one day Leach is posting funny memes, and uh, the next you're you're not sure which. He got too into the memes. He wasn't coaching well because he was just thinking <laughs> about memes. Fuck. Yeah, so uh, the next day he'll say something weird. Yeah. <laughs> best prospect versus prospect matchup. We kind of touched on both. I put two down, and we've already touched on them. Um, I think Campbell versus Williams was the highlight yeah, show. That's that's what I put. Yeah, and then you can even throw in Stokes and Schwartz in there too. Who. I, I, I like oh, Anthony. Okay. I like Anthony Schwartz and like he had eight catches. I, I, I think he's gonna I don't know. I, I don't know what the role is for him. I don't know if Auburn's using him perfect. Bonix sucks, Mm-mm. so Bonix sucks. He missed him on that deep one. Yeah, so I think he might be a better I I I'm stealing this from Twitter. I saw someone mention it, but I agree. Like he might be a better pro. No, it's than a fact. Him. It's a fact. I yeah. think that's just generally what everyone's thinking. Like he's the fastest man in college football and he and he looks so much like more um, clean as a true receiver this year. Yeah, he does. Yeah. But, like, Bo-, Bo Nix just doesn't do a good job of getting him the ball. 
and uh, he is just he's so freaking fast. Him and Seth Williams should be a perfect compliment, but Bonex yeah. sucks. So yeah. Uh, do you have another um, one here? No, I just went with Williams Campbell because it was okay. just it was my favorite thing from yesterday. Yeah, I think. I'll, I'll throw in a lesser one, and we already talked about it, but. Uh, Kyle Pitts versus Horn and just Trask versus the the South Carolina DBs. Mukum, oh, I can't say his name. Mukuamu, who had that amazing uh, interception, the one-handed diving and showing mm-hmm. off his length there. That was awesome. But, yeah, like you said, it, it, Horn was on Pitts a decent amount and struggled. But, like, I, okay, you know what? It's such a compliment to Pitts that he's getting corner one treatment. <laughs> I think that's awesome for Pitts. And it's just like he's a he's a goddamn mismatch, man. Like, I don't know how many safeties in the country could handle him. Not many. Uh, probably no linebackers. Uh, and now this is a legit corner, and you can't do it. Like, who who in the country are you matching up on Kyle Pitts? Very few guys. Maybe Mukamu should have been the, the. I can't say his name. I wish I could. Maybe should have been. Yeah. Maybe should have been the. That would have been interesting. Yeah, that would. I wonder the, what. Yeah. I I I wonder um like who Alabama would match up with him. It's a good question. Or or Georgia, like is Tyson Campbell gonna match up with them? Because I am here for that. Like I mean, I, yeah, I guess I would if I'm Georgia playing. First of all, the 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 outdoor cocktail party is gonna be amazing this year. Um, but yeah, if I'm Georgia, I put Campbell right because you don't have any like you have Tony to worry about, but you're always gonna worry about him. Um, you know, like Grimes doesn't do it for me. Like you know, yeah, Grimes does not look very good. No, he had a bad game. I didn't put him anywhere, but uh, I'm kind of glad we no. brought him up. Had a bad game. Um, so yeah, I guess you put Campbell, and then uh, you roll Stokes, and the rest of your secondary, you kind of just trust to contain Tony. It's been All a fun right. game. Prospect, sorry, yeah. prospect who played the box score. Uh, speaking of Georgia, I, I got two here, both ideals. I threw Jordan oh, Davis in here. Fucking cucked me. Okay, okay, you go, wait. you go. I got a, I got another he, one. I got another one. Okay, for for two reasons, he blocked for two touchdowns <laughs> on offense. He lined yeah. up tight end, blocked for two touchdowns. Um, but it, it, on that defensive line, like Auburn could run the ball on them, and he's a huge reason why. He just yeah. clogs up so much space. He's so gigantic. Yeah, yeah but he is. like, despite that, he's not playing too high. He's able to just anchor down each space up and just he. I don't know, he's got, like, this skill set that I just think the Patriots would fall in love with, where mm-hmm. he'll never put up big numbers, but just be a dumb force in the middle. Do you have a like that, And that's his game. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I'll check. But um, that's kind of his game. Like, his game is just dominant. No, I don't. Dominant, but not really putting up stats. Yeah. Like, that's what it was last year, and he's a guy who's, who lines up all over the defensive line. Like, he can be a true nose. He lines up at one. He lines up at three. He can be a five-tack. Like, and, and, and when he, he's able to um, get some pa- – like, to there's flashes last year of his, his hand use, and when he can really open up and develop his hands, I think there's some big passers upside there because he's so big, so strong, plays with very good leverage despite being 6'6". That if he can learn to put a passers plan together, he'll be terrifying. Definitely, I, I'm sticking at the interior defensive line, and this is a true nose tackle, baby. Kyrus Tonga from BYU, who had like two tackles in a hurry, drew a hold where he probably had a sack, uh, commanding double teams every single snap. And you know what I love from him? Um, he gets his hands up every single play, and uh, I know that's such a minor thing, but it's like he, he's putting his hands up and jumping, trying to bat down passes, and it's not always there because he's it's a massive man, but <laughs> he can't jump the, the, that much, but. I, I, he's, uh, like, 
you know me, I go back and forth with nose tackles too. But uh, Tong is kind of endearing himself so far this year to me. Um, he's looked good in every game. And it's another guy. He's not going to get major sacks. But he's got the power to him. And he's going to push the pocket. Um, and uh, I think he should be able to do it in the NFL. But I, I want to see him against – like the bowl game I think is going to be important for BYU and, and the prospects, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, prospect is being overhyped. You know where I'm going. I got to do it. Mac Jones. Yeah, he's good. But uh, Twitter was was a little too hot, Rob. And it was all it's kind of tongue-in-cheek. No, not tongue-in-cheek. It's kind of like hint-hint, nudge-nudge hot, like where it's kind of quiet hot. Uh, I don't know. I, I, okay, what do you think of Mac but Jones that, right now? That's going to happen every week. We're going to do is. this every week. We did it last week with KJ Costello. We did this week and Cal Trask. And this yep. week it was Mac Jones. It's going to be every week. It is. Uh, like he's got all the talent in the world he, around him. Like he looked he looked he looked good, but his receivers were very open also. Yes. He threw some I mean he threw some good deep balls, but like that one to Jalen Waddle, he did underthrow. Yeah. Um like he does look like an NFL pro like a guy we're gonna like seriously yeah. evaluate rather yeah. than the guy who I thought would get benched for Bryce Young at some point. <laughs> no, he does. Yeah. He looks like he's uh Adrian McCarron plus. <laughs> like yeah, you know, uh, it's Bama, man. Like, yeah, it's four hundred yard game, but uh, it's Bama, and those receivers are amazing, and he's got all day to throw. And I don't know, like, uh, he he looks composed, and he's making the throws, but uh, it, it's just nothing, nothing special for that four hundred yard game or anything. Um, I went with Kellen Mond because I didn't know <laughs> he was being viewed as a the fourth best quarterback in the country by Todd McShay or prospect in the country by. Tom McShay, 58th overall on his board. Um, hey, Kellamont's a good college quarterback, but and, and you see flashes of what yeah. he can do. He's got, like, he makes some insane throws, but he's, his decision-making accuracy has never gotten better. Um, he, like, he ended up playing pretty solid against a great Alabama team. But, uh, no, he, to me, Kellamont's, like, like, borderline maybe will be at the Senior Bowl quarterback. At and best, not, yeah, uh, I, not, not, uh, not a second round pick. <laughs> Hot take there, Rob. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to agree with you. No, yeah, I de- definitely agree. <laughs> um, and finally, small school guy who cut your eye. I, you know, I just threw Zarek Cooper in, baby, because he almost pulled it off. They fell apart. I think he started like nine for nine. Uh, I don't know. I, I. <laughs> I, I just I just want to give props to Zarek Cooper, and I, I'm struggling with small school guy because like. It's like how many how small do we have to go? So I keep going to the FCS and uh... that that's fair. I just I I generally like G, I just take G five people like even if the school is not physically small. Okay, Reggie Roberson caught my eye. <laughs> yeah, uh, I put Zayvon Collins, who has been here before for me, the Tulsa linebacker. He yeah. uh, helped in. He he was again freaking awesome. Uh, against uh, in a big game against UCF, they upset UCF. Tulsa's good. Tulsa's they good. almost beat yeah. Oklahoma State. They beat UCF. Like their defense is so weird because it's just so massive. I love and, it. And uh, Zayvon Collins, ten tackles, broke up two passes, had a pick, and three and a half TFLs. Like he's six four two sixty and moves so well. Former high school quarterback. I'm falling for Zayvon mm. Collins. Uh, we I watched the last I don't know eight seven minutes of the game and like Dylan Gabriel and the UCF offense uh, they were down a score and they could just not get anything going. That Tulsa defense is legit. Um yeah hell yeah Tulsa forever baby. 
Uh, you know what else is forever? 2020. No, it's not. It's never, Rob, don't say that. <laughs> it's never going to end. Uh, but hey. Manscaped's here to take the pressure off of you for living in the worst year ever. Thank forever. you, Manscaped. Um, they're here to remind you to shave your balls with the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. It's a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. Their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellows down low. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower in the dark or in a dark shower, whatever floats your boat. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 nail kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. On their website, you'll also find the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant moisturizer. This will help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having clone that's designed for your balls. We won't judge you if we catch you sniffing yourself. Go to manscaped.com, check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, listeners of this show will get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving your front trunk. And Bet Online is here to help you bet online. <laughs> Go to Bet Online and Bet Online. All the sports are happening, I think. No, wait, hockey's over. Hockey's over. Uh, the, the two sports that matter are happening. The NBA Finals, the NFL season, college football. The, they, those are the things to bet The on. NHL draft is coming up. Yeah, bet, do prop bets on the NHL draft. <laughs> um, and hey, bet, bet online's here to be your place to bet online. And they are the presenting sponsor of our college football picks. Uh, AJ's one short of a six-pack, my five picks of the week. Uh, and let's jump into week six. Uh, last week I did a sixth game to even my record because I had that Baylor game canceled. I went three and three to make me eight and seven on the season. I went two and three and I'm four, five and one. I guess I'm not counting the the first one, but yeah, uh, I'm just, I'm eating shit, Rob. I'm not doing great. <laughs> Wait, what? How are you four, five and one? I think I've fifteen for- games. I forgot about the first week. I, for- I for- forgot when we started doing this. I'll I'll, I'll fix it for next week. Don't worry. Oh my god! Always issues with you. Cause I'm eating shit. I don't want to say what my record is. No, I'm joking. Yeah, I'm not doing good. Two and three last week. Okay. Uh, first game for me. I'm I'm taking. Um, now the AP will change these rankings, but for now they are still ranked. Uh, noon on Fox, number nine Texas. Uh, against number eighteen Oklahoma at the Cotton Bowl. I've got the Sooners favored by three. Okay, I don't know what the spread is going to be. This is I I have because they game. both suck. I put it at seven and a half. I don't know where it's gonna be. For Oklahoma? Yeah. yeah I, I, okay, so I, what's the difference there? Can you do math? Let's do four and a half. Okay. And I'll still take Oklahoma. I'm also taking Oklahoma too. They, like I mentioned, the worst uh Red River rivalry in history because there's no Texas State Ferry. And they're still playing there for some reason. Uh and obviously they're both shit, so <laughs> yeah, I I'm taking Oklahoma. Oklahoma's not gonna lose three straight games. That's, that's I, I I agree with you, and I, I think a huge part of Texas' issue is they're so undisciplined. The amount of penalties it was bad officiating, but the amount of penalties they're taking is just dumb mistakes happening. Yeah. I, I think Lincoln Riley's obviously the better coach than Tom Herman. What? Um, yeah. Cool. Four p.m. ESPN. Number two, Alabama at Ole Miss. I put it at Alabama favored by thirteen and a half. 
I didn't touch this game. I thought about it. Are you taking Ole Miss? I, I, I fuck with that spread. I like it. I'm taking Alabama. Okay. Uh, if you're taking Alabama, no. I'll, okay, I'll give you 13 and a half. Okay, I'm taking Alabama 13 and a half. I think Ole Miss offense will will spark some things, but Nick Saban's gonna end up shutting them down. I, I feel like Alabama will dominate that Ole Miss defense. How many Alabama ends up winning like 45 yeah. to to 24? Okay. All right, that's what I was about to ask you. All right, um, I will stick in the SEC. Oh wait, you know what? I'm so dumb. I did pick that game. <laughs> oh, sick! <laughs> I thought I did. Yeah, I had it at 14. And you know what? Uh, I'll take Ole Miss just to just to change things up here. So, uh, what line are we going with? 14 or 13 and a half? Uh, 14 because it helps me. Okay. No, we'll go we'll go 13 and a half. So there's no push. So there's no push. Okay. 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 Uh. Yeah, you know what? Give me, give me, give me Ole Miss to hang around. Um, would you say forty-five, twenty-four? I'll say it's it's forty to uh, twenty-eight for for Bama. Okay, uh, seven thirty on ABC. I guess the the biggest game for sure. The biggest yep. game of the day. Yep. Uh, number eight, Miami. Who? I don't think the ranking will change. Uh, actually, no, they'll jump Auburn, so they'll probably be seven. Uh, at number one, Clemson. I've got Miami plus ten. Oh, I have it too. Yeah, ten. Yeah. Are you also in, in also taking Miami? And I am. Yeah, I'm also taking Miami. <laughs> That's weird. Clemson. Clemson got off to a slow start against Virginia. Obviously, they ran away with it. But I think those Jalen Phillips and Quincy Roche are yeah. going to give Clemson some issues. Uh, the secondary plays really physical football. Clemson, outside of Amari Rodgers, the receivers are a little shaky. You, you know, um, yeah, exactly. They don't have that game breaking guy. And like Rodgers has been good, but like, I like he's good, but he's not special. And I think that 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 Miami uh, secondaries can handle Rodgers. I think the key will be seeing who's covering Etienne in the passing game. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing because Miami doesn't have like stud linebackers. And then the other side of the ball, I think Derek King and Red Lashley. Just it, it's so hard to consistently stop this running game for four quarters, and like Brevin Jordan's a complete mismatch. Um, now their wide receivers aren't all that good, but I like I think Clemson wins, but Miami Miami at least hangs. Like yeah. I think Miami look like is legitimately one of the the twelve fifteen best teams in the country. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's like a thirty, maybe like a thirty eight, no, a thirty five twenty eight game, thirty five twenty eight. Um. Okay, then I, I picked my other two games don't have official time slots yet. Okay, we picked all uh, so, the five same games. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, so I floor number three Florida at number thirteen Texas A&M. I have Florida favored by fourteen and a half. Oh wow. Okay, I. Okay, I I have a five and a half. I don't know what the hell they put this line at. I know A&M. So, so A&M is overrated. What, as hell. what do we jump? What do we change that to? Yeah, let's talk it through. What do you have? Fourteen and a half. Yeah, and you have five and a half. Yeah. What about nine and a half? Okay, I'm, I'm down for that. Um, and I'm t- I'm taking Florida. I am too. So it doesn't it doesn't matter. A and M is overrated. I think they're gonna give give them some points here. It's in, uh, it's in Aggie Land. Uh, I know there's. I think I guess I have fans, but like there's no home home field advantage there. But anyways, yeah, I don't. Uh, a and M's not good. They're the most overrated team in college football every single year. Uh, Florida is good. I, I again, I think there's gonna be a lot of points in this game, though. Like, I think Mond and uh, and crew there should move the ball, but um, it's too easy right now for for the Kyle crew, man. It's uh, and then you you mix in 
Tony, and it's just uh, it's just too much right now. Uh, and then finally, number twenty-one Tennessee at number four Georgia. I've got the Bulldogs favored by eight and a half. Me too. Wow, that's weird. Um, and you're taking Georgia as well. <laughs> you guessed right, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that defense, I mean, like offensively, I, it's gonna be a low scoring game. But I, think I also so. thought that it, I thought that with the Auburn game, and they <laughs> ended up putting up points. Um, in, in the end, like I I see Georgia winning this game like twenty one ten. Yeah, that's how it feels. Right? I wonder, I wonder. Like, we we had the two lines identical. I wonder if we're gonna hit. I wonder how close we'll be on those lines. We did okay last week. I'm I'm more interested to, when we get close on the lines than uh, when our picks are right. So. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So that hey, that's all of it. Good work once again. Pat oh. on your back. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. You too. You, this is your best show in a while. Really? It, yeah. Like maybe ever. Wow. That means a lot. I thought the, I was off. I haven't had my coffee yet, but uh, the the fans will be discussing this one for for the next decade. Wow. Thank you. It's all down. It's all downhill from here. Well, yo, I've said that years ago. So. <laughs>